Hello and welcome to the NCA podcast. This is Jill Annable, uh, Senior Vice President of Programs here at NCEA. And today we have an incredible guest with us. But before we speak with him, I want to talk about Redeker. Serving Catholic school leaders, educators, and families for over 40 years, Redeker Software provides software and technology solutions for school management, admissions, and secure mobile-ready school-to-home communications. Redeker understands the unique student information management needs of Catholic schools, and they offer experience, reliability, and great service and support. You can find them at redeker.com and make sure to check them out when they are with us at convention in New Orleans in April, and actually from Redeker, I have today with me Andrew Andrelonis, and he is going to be talking about technology and data and innovation with me. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jill. I'm really, uh, really happy to be here today. All right, so I have your background. You have a very unique background, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, you graduated from George Washington University with degrees in international business and management information systems, but then you were a lieutenant in the U.S. Navy. Uh, you, I have elite nuclear program prior to coming to Redeker Software, and then your time in the Navy taught you some strong leadership and operational skills which are clearly assets to you in your current position as president of Redeker. Um, but you also have a background in Catholic education. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your pathway. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I really, uh, really appreciate the accolades. Um, but the for me, um, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am uh, in my current role as president of Redeker. Uh, been able to go to George Washington or have my successful Navy career without um, my background and my upbringing. Uh, and I'm a proud product of Catholic schools myself. Um, I went to Catholic grade school outside of Philadelphia, uh, Catholic high school in Wilmington, Delaware. I was very active in the church growing up uh, as an altar server, organist assistant, much more. Um, and it's been it's been an upbringing in my whole life. I even worked as a janitor. My first job was a janitorial assistant at my Catholic grade school while I was in high school for a bit because I just really loved that school and had such a connection with it. Um, so it's really been instilled many values in my life and my upbringing. Uh, my uncle passed away a couple years ago. He was actually a Monsignor in Archdiocese of Philadelphia as well. So I'm truly convinced it shaped who I am today as both an individual and a leader. And it really gave me many of the tools to be successful, um, you know, both my faith and character. So that's really helped carrying me through my, my, uh, my schooling, through uh, you know, college, and through my Navy career, and to where I am today. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it adds up over time. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I think it's so fun. I can't wait to be back in New Orleans, um, walking the expo hall, meeting all of our partners in Catholic education, because everyone has that story. Everyone's here because of one layer of ministry that led to uh, whatever field they're in, um, which now supports Catholic education. So we really appreciate that. And I, um, those stories help in those relationships that we build among each other when we're back together. So I'm so glad you'll be there. Yeah. And absolutely, you know, and then the path is just fascinating because like, you know, my intention wasn't to, you know, kind of found me in a way, this, you know, I got out of the Navy and come to work for uh, Radicurch as a family business. Um, 
you know, and, and finding that Rutgers' primary customer focus was Catholic schools. It really just was a natural marriage that just worked out really well and was able to kind of come full circle in that sense. So that's great. And I hope, you know, that's that's our hope for all graduates, right? That's why we're all here is that they're going to find uh, their call and also be true to, you know, who they were in their roots and, you know, as students in Catholic schools. So so that's a great um, testament to what we're all up to as we as we form the next generation, which is great. I, I can't wait to talk about innovation. So we've been in this this time of extreme innovation and problem solving and I'm curious to you, you know, what is your perspective then on how have technology companies disrupted the whole sector of education um, to support this time? What kind of innovation is happening? Yes, that's a really great question. Um, and it's a really, you know, deep topic uh, because there's so much going on in the world of te- technology and specifically educational technology. Um, the good educational technology companies who are disrupting the sector uh, are actively listening to how their schools and users' needs are changing or evolving. So figuring out what kinds of tools are needed in this dynamic environment and learning how software can help both schools and administrators be more efficient in what they do is really kind of driven that market disruption. So um, what's interesting is innovation is sometimes hidden in the finite details of the day-to-day task of, of those who work in our schools. So figuring out, you know, as a company, uh, figuring out how we can help and solve the new and emerging problems that they have is really a key to success um, and providing uh, that those keys to innovation. Um, it's really a fascinating topic to me because there's just so many different niches of school-related software. Um, there's a lot of cool applications of technology currently being explored, like AI, augmented learning, machine learning, and so much more. Um, but really, offering schools innovation in those technologies is helping them tackle uh, real-world changing problems. Um, a perfect example was the pandemic over the last two years, which completely threw schools into a wide array of new challenges that they had to solve. Things like how would they execute remote learning at scale? How would they leverage their existing systems to work with new systems that they were adopting You know, when they came back into the classroom? So there were some quite formidable challenges um, that even we helped with by a good example is we quickly developed and released a health screening questionnaire as part of our parent product. So ultimately being agile and quickly able to pivot and respond to changing needs has been uh, very important in that market disruption. Um, in addition to that surge in remote learning uh, and also staffing issues at schools, uh, an emerging need and personalized education has surfaced. Uh, analyzing data has really become a big part of that. And we find that schools are becoming better data-driven decision makers. Schools need software to back this up. So looking at analytics, visualizations of that data has really come to the forefront of recent market disruption, as you put it. Um, Before, most systems like ours would always collect data, but they weren't necessarily presenting it to users in an easily to understand or interpretable way. So by combining data from multiple sources, it's really empowering users to track those learning modalities, identify trends, and really help with personalized student engagement um, with regards to things like early intervention and more. I know that one of the most important aspects of Catholic school for myself growing up was was that personalized experience uh, and that personalized education and attention that I got throughout my my Catholic education. It's an example of how um, I think we're elevating the business of collecting data and putting it more to work for our schools to help improve education and the accountability of our youth. So it's, it's a really... Um, there's a lot going on in the world of ed tech right now, and it's, it's honestly a very exciting time. 
you gave so many examples there. I, you know, I, I think about those first months of the pandemic and the types of questions. At that time, I was assistant superintendent, so I was in the diocesan office, and uh, we were trying to just come up with wild things we hadn't thought of before. And so as we were, you know, calling our technology partners, we were asking them for for some crazy things like, can it do this or could we try it to do that? Uh, what are some ways that your users uh, pushed you? You know, you gave some examples, but, you know, in what ways did you end up in a different trajectory because of those questions or, or what kind of wild things came up? Yeah, no, it's a great, um, a really good insight. Um, we definitely saw this trend uh, because systems were being flexed in new or relatively unused ways before. Maybe they had things in their system that, uh, or tools in their system that they didn't really know about or, or how to fully utilize to help them. So um, we saw schools changing the way, you know, changing the ways they took attendance, how they graded, generally how the flow of information was shifting, just new ways of communicating with parents. Um, so there was a really, um, a real dynamic shift occurring in how they use the technology that was previously there. So we got a lot of calls um, to say, hey, could we, can we do this? Can we take attendance this way? Can we, um, you know, flex our systems this way? Is this available in the parent portals? So that remote environment for a while there really flexed these systems and caused many schools to um, have to look for third-party solutions to solve problems sometimes. Um, sometimes companies weren't able to fully meet the needs um, of what schools were looking for. Um, but the companies that were able to help schools quickly adapt to those uh, rapidly changing needs um, were the ones who you know, were able to remain successful and, and help those schools succeed as well. I referred to earlier the example about the health questionnaire. So you know that's a perfect example, right? We had many of our schools coming to us struggling to collect this data efficiently and effectively before the school day started to make a decision about, you know, uh, should a student be in, in the classroom or not? Um, and we were able to quickly pivot our development and respond to this need, uh, which helped give parents that ability to share that information easily with the school and for the school to uh, collect that data and make timely decisions. Um, another recent example too was helping our schools more easily collect payments electronically as well. Um, so there's lots of examples um, in terms of how we were able to utilize technology to um, help schools uh, accomplish what they were looking for. Um, really a big thing that came out of it too was ensuring that um, usability of the programs was, was in check uh, and trying to greatly improve the experience for, for users um, has been a big goal as a result. And you mentioned trajectory and it, it definitely has changed the uh, trajectory in a way of how we think about software um, and how uh, we have to really pay attention to things like accessibility of the products, performance, uh, even security, uh, which um, you know is, is a really important topic nowadays, and also still on delivering all that important functionality. So, you know, we're working hard to provide um, that elevated experience to our users who interact with the software. Um, so it can make their jobs easier. We actually have an internal saying here um, that we use a lot, and it says it's uh, less time with software, more time with students. Um, and I really like that motto because I think that embodies, um, you know, what we're about and what we try to do with our products. Um, so as we get wrapped around technology, even more so on a daily basis, you know, we have to ensure that, you know, uh, as educators, uh, they're still spending, um, you know, majority of their time with students. So. It definitely impacted how we think about school software in the future. Um, 
personally here, uh, we're building products that are not only robust and open so they can work more easily with other solutions that a school might use because we know we don't do everything, but ensuring that we can quickly develop um, solutions in days and not weeks and months in the future to respond to future needs is, is one of our priorities um, and one of the things that we're working towards. So if a school was to come to us, you know, we'd be able to be uh, a lot more responsive to that. So, um, so I think it really transcends what people might refer to as, you know, changing trajectory and now we have to do some custom development, but really kind of embodies that uh, meaning of agile or agility or agile development, which allows us to get those continual improvements to the schools remain ultimately flexible to changes in needs, requirements, um, and the understanding of the problems to be solved. So again, it's a super dynamic time to be building software and, and serving schools. It is, and you know, I so many examples again in, in what you just said, so I wanna get come back to a couple of those in a little bit, but you know, one more layer in Catholic schools is uh, really strong partnerships with parents uh, because Parents are the primary educators of their children in the faith. And as Catholic schools, we saw a great reminder as a mom, a great reminder of that in these last couple of years. Parents were very hands-on with their students learning. If they weren't already, they were incredibly hands-on uh, when students were learning at home or continue to learn at home for extended um, you know, health reasons as, as kids come back home or classrooms go back home right now. But what are parents asking for? You know, you, parents are hands-on, checking grades, doing their thing. What what kinds of new uh, ways can parents interact with that data because they're also a user in the system? Yeah, that's it's a really keen observation, um, and it's really truer than ever. Um, we've seen community traffic in our portal-related products skyrocket in the last few years, um, and I don't think it's just reflective of the pandemic. Um, but it's really showing how much more engaged parents are becoming with their children. Uh, and technology is allowing that to happen. It's, it's, it's that gateway um, for it. So bringing parents and students closer to the information has definitely been a key for schools. And it's not only um, what schools have wanted to do, but it's you know, alluding to your, to your question in terms of what parents are asking for. They want to be connected to that data. They want to have that um, real-time information about how their students doing in school. How did they do on a test today or yesterday? So we're really working on a daily basis to help schools improve um, in these areas of student and parent engagement. Um, and that's kind of the, the key phrase there is engagement. Um, because I think in order to provide that, that richer educational experience, um, you know, if we can involve the community, the parents, um, you know, um, the guardians of the children, in that um, it's going to provide um, the, the necessary feedback for parents to know how their student's doing, whether that's through standards-based grading, um, rich narrative experiences, comments on assessments or assignments, um, and more driving that dynamic conversation between the teachers and the parents. Um, you know, the days of the static report card are over um, and where you got a report card and, you know, that was a snapshot of how your kid did in the last couple months. Uh, but now, uh, being able to engage with that data as it's happening is really helping satisfy the desire that parents have to play a larger role um, in, in their children's education. Um, serving up data and communicating in new ways is helping parents, uh, helping bring parents and schools closer together um, to ensure the success of the student and just be more proactive altogether. Um, it's really, I think that that word proactive is an important part here. It's helped them stay connected during the pandemic 
again, but the ability to deliver um, that, again, real-time performance data is helping the educators, the teachers, empower the parents to take a more proactive role in their kids' success. Right. That's great. All right. You're going to help me um, solve the big debate in technology. So anyone, anyone who's looked at school system technology or even a single school's technology, and you're vetting through products and you're trying to figure out what how it's all going to work together, some companies will say, um, you know, our product can do all things and it can do all things, but maybe not very deep. And then, or you have a company who can do one thing really well with all the bells and whistles. And then you have to figure out as a system, how are you going to have them all talk to each other? And, you know, from your point of view, like your personal point of view, what should an ed, an ed tech company do? Should it do a little bit of everything or should it do one thing really well? Do we have a couple hours to discuss this? <laughs> <laughs> and how do people help, you know, help us all make these decisions? How, like what, what should be considered and, and what would be the dream if you were to start over, you know, if anyone was to start over and build it, well, you know, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, it's really an excellent thought provoking question. Um, and as a leader of an ed tech company, it's something I personally ask myself all the time. So you're not alone. Um, so it's being asked on, on both sides uh, there, and so I'm glad to hear. Um, there's definitely pros and cons to both that we should look at. Uh, when you perform a sole function uh, in your software for a school, um, you might be the best at one thing, and you know that's that's great. You know, but let's you know let's face the facts: schools need way more than usually one thing. You know, they need they have several different needs uh, when it comes to back office operations, classroom operations, um, even security nowadays, and, and, and so much more. Um, so, you know, if you're picking that, that best solution for one specific thing, uh, you have to ensure that it's going to work well with everything else, like you mentioned, um, that the school might be using. It can also become really costly to manage. Um, and uh, if you have a multitude of individual, what we call like one-off products, um, how they talk to one another, how well do they play with other systems that you're using can sometimes actually make it more difficult than easier um, to manage. Uh, so that's that's a consideration as well. On the other hand, when you do everything, and I won't say everything because no one does everything, uh, but but there's a, you know more comprehensive product suites. Um, and you know after 40 years uh, in the industry, we uh, we have one of those suites where where we do a lot, we offer a lot, uh, but you become that one-stop shop for a school that, um, you know, you might sometimes have to sacrifice not having the best of everything, um, but um, you know you can have, you can get a lot. And for us, you know, we offer SIS to portals, to payments, to performance management uh, or evaluation, to admissions, to websites, mass notification forms, and more. And Alluding to your intro for, with our company earlier uh, at the beginning, um, you know we have we have a, a large list of things that we do, and I honestly think it's the way to go um, personally because I think schools win in this scenario, and and they win because of value. When you work with a vendor who can provide you a variety of tools that are useful, that delivers a much better value in in, in many many ways. So if that product suite's backed by a good relationship with the vendor. Uh, great support, um, then I personally would definitely recommend going that way. And I've seen schools who really can't afford best of breed separate systems, especially many Catholic schools. And 
Um, we've seen this with our uh, portals, and it's just a perfect example with with our uh, with our parent and student portals product, um, and and a teacher side as well. It's not an entire LMS, and we don't um, you know we don't label it as an LMS, but it has a lot of great classroom functionality built into it, um, where teachers can do online quizzing and you know assignment and, and handle assignments um, and content management for content delivery in the classroom. There's discussion forums, and the best part about it is is bundled in our SIS package, which delivers tremendous value. So the school's not having to go out and buy a separate learning management system. So I've seen our schools get tremendous value, again, out of um, out of that that singular solution uh, or, or a solution uh, product suite solution from it from a vendor like Radiker. Um, no, I was just going to say, it's just so good to have teachers involved in all that, because sometimes even as an administrator, you might be thinking, oh, well, it needs to be able to do X, Y, and Z. But if, you're, if your teachers aren't ready for that, or if they're not going to fully use it, then, um, you, you know, that, that's probably not the right, <laughs> probably not the right thing. So having your team of professionals, your teachers looking with you at possibilities um, means you're going to get the most out of whatever you land on. Yeah, and that's a really good point too. Um, if you know, whenever you're reviewing software, looking at products, please involve your users. Um, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see made in, in decision making for products is the people are making decisions for products who don't use them, and you really want to involve your users who are using that software on a daily basis. Those users in your back office, uh, in, in the front office, um, those users. Um, your teacher users, uh, people who have who are stakeholders in your in your technology and your process, please involve them in those discussions because they're the ones that are going to be using the software on a daily basis, and they're the ones that are going to be able to give you the best feedback. Um, because at the end of the day, um, you know it's it's what what's behind you know those those dashboards. Um, you know it's it's what's in the functionality of the software. Um, so where's the balance? It's you can't be everything to everyone, um, but look for that value in your offerings. If you can bundle your services from a single provider, it's not only going to help you save money, but it's going to make it a much more pleasant experience because things will just work together much more easily and really provide a, uh, a richer, uh, more value approach um, um, experience for your school. Mm-hmm. We had, um, this is an, an extreme example, but there was a moment in my um system leadership where we were trying to figure out how to get parents signed up for parent-teacher conferences. And we're like, well, can our system do this or not? And then we, we go down this rabbit hole for hours trying to figure out what products are out there to schedule parent-teacher conferences um, that rosters in with, you know, so the student, so the parent can find their kid's schedule and then sign up for the right teachers. And then we're looking at price points and at, at what price point does this matter? And then there's always someone at the table who's like, but why aren't they just, there's just clipboards along a hallway and you just sign up for the right times, you know, and it's just, it's just wild because you could just keep tagging on more technologies with the price tag, or you could see if your system can do it or, or you got to think, okay, how many users is this a problem for? What problem are we trying to solve here? Um, so there's the, there's the obvious, like the SIS and the LMS is a daily, daily grind of, of working together and making sure everything, um, 
demographic data for a student needs to line up with their academic data, you know, all of that. But then there's all these periphery um, technologies where you think, okay, but if we have all these systems and they don't talk to each other and we have to import parent lists and student lists, you know, it gets wild once you start um, diving into a number of products. So these are constant conversations um, and administration. So I appreciate you letting me pick your brain on some of them. <laughs> Absolutely. And wild is a, is a really good term. It is the wild west in a way. Um, and products like um, parent-teacher conferences, like you mentioned, is such a great example because, um, and, and I see schools doing you know so much, you know, they're going to sign up Genius, so they're trying to create forms themselves and go to all these different products. Um, but you know, my, my advice on that would be talk, talk to your, you know, talk to your SIS vendor, you know, have a conversation with them. They, there's chances that if they don't do it themselves, they might be closely partnered with somebody who, who doesn't have a relationship in order to, again, to drive additional value. Um, and, and then just a better experience because it's integrated from a scheduling perspective and, you know, they can probably, um, easily put access to it in the parent portal, uh, to make it easier for parents to use. So, um, have the, have those conversations if you're if you're if you're kind of looking at where do we go technologically uh, or we have a technology problem that we're looking to solve those that relationship that you have with your partner um, is is really important and you know we have a very tight relationship with our customers for some of our customers our first customers was uh, St Mary's in Westfield Massachusetts uh, 42 years ago it still uses us to this day wow. um, and it's those relationships uh, that are, are really essential and relying upon to um, uh, to help your vendor guide you through through technology decisions that's great yeah I mean it doesn't hurt to ask so you got to start with those questions and, and push a little and see see what it would look like um, so what's up and coming I want to ask this this is a kind of our final big question here what's what would a student information system look like in five years? Where do you where do you see us headed? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, nearly half our company's personnel is dedicated to development and the advancement of our products to meet changing needs. Um, one of you know what's up and coming. One of the, one of the one of the things that's really hot right now is um, and, and personally very intriguing field to me is um, data analytics. Um, Using data to make better decisions has always been a, a critical business function that's found its way into schools and is really kind of revolutionizing the way that schools work um, to help with academic achievement. I mentioned analytics a little bit earlier, but I mean, there's just so much more to that word. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm focusing a little bit on analytics because this is really kind of what's, you know, up and coming right now. Um, it's not only allowed for increased engagement, but early intervention and it's helping schools like students more proactively around poor attendance, behavior, performance, um, and really everything related directly to uh, success and success and academic achievement. Um, you know, the data has always been in the systems uh, or in other places from, from assessments, but bringing that data together and helping users visualize it and identify um, patterns and differences and trends um, uh, has really empowered school staff to uh, make better decisions. So it's definitely one of our new and most exciting products right now. It's called Livebook, um, and it's a integrated platform that merges the data from our SIS with school-wide assessments brought in from external sources, uh, MAP assessments, um, PSAT, SAT, uh, really uh, a wide range of, of sources that we can consume. 
Um, and the granularity is amazing, can you know, be used to narrow the scope of focus on a specific school, group of students. Um, any data from the SIS, uh, including attendance, behavior, grades, can be really explored in detail. So um, I think one of the best parts about the tool, too, is that this is not just for administrators. Um, it's fully integrated into our gradebook, so teachers can see this data. They can see the latest assessment data. They can see the statistics for their own students. It's really allowing them to dig deeper into assessments, historical data, um, even comments posted by other educators on challenges and intervention points. Um, so now users are more easily able to compare student performance from different assessments and identify students that aren't meeting benchmarks or barely missing that achievement level. So um, it was really hard to do this before, again, because data was in a lot of different places. Um, so being able to help educators associate this data, visualize it, um, is really producing great results from the schools have already adopted it. Um, and is really helping improve um, that academic achievement and success. Um, so that's one example of kind of what's up and coming and, and really kind of hitting the market. Um, right now, we, really, we, we launched it last year and it's had a lot of great success so far. Um, but for Redeker as a whole, we've, we've, making, uh, we've made a lot of significant investments in our future development. Like I said, half of our company is always um, oriented towards development. Um, and we're working towards some next generation uh, platform work that'll bring a, a, a more singular platform experience to our schools from our core SIS to our portals, to our gradebook, classroom tools, tuition management, integrations, and more. Um, it's a, a major update of our, our, our SIS, um, and we're going to bring all the fantastic elements of our software that our users love currently and uh, really help increase its um, usability and experience of our users. Um, so it's going to be um, key for the user's experience. Um, and deliver key improvements to accessibility, performance, security, and more. So the, um, we're, we're really excited. You mentioned the next five years. We're really excited about this because this is really paving a path for the next five years. It's going to really offer schools a breath of fresh air in an otherwise aging SIS product market. Um, we find that there's not a whole lot of investments going into SISs, so we're leveraging some great new technology to be able to um, to deliver that experience. Uh, and we also know that schools are using more tools than ever before. And so one of the things that we're doing in, in this approach is, again, listening to our schools and addressing those changing needs. So we know um, that uh, because they're using different products and technology, uh, we've taken specific initiatives to help streamline that and make it more seamless. So limiting need for exporting and importing, syncing, and other tools that you know, sometimes cost extra time and money uh, to connect and um, will really result in improved experience um, for schools in that open database environment and just make it much easier to connect. Um, I think one of the biggest things on my radar for the next five years is security, though. And security, in my opinion, is going to be one of the biggest challenges facing schools. Um, in the future. And many of these aging systems um, are just not equipped to handle the um, demanding needs that are arising on a daily basis. Uh, attacks on schools are up over 100% from this time last year. Uh, and I think it's only going to continue to get worse um, as schools went remote. That really grew. But, um, you know, we as vendors, we, we have to take it upon ourselves to help our schools. Um, and we see it as part of our responsibility to help them as much as possible by providing safe, reliable, secure systems. So I think you mentioned, you know, we mentioned kind of uh, partnering with your vendor and asking them the right questions. Those questions in the next five years are going to be, hey, 
you know, we know that you can help us with attendance. We know that you can help us with report cards, but what are the things that you're doing to keep our students' data safe, reliable, help keep our system secure? Um, because that's going to ensure the continuity of school operations so that you can continue to educate, um, educate the students. So I think one thing to take away from this um, is that the future is extremely bright for schools um, as, as companies, companies like ourselves uh, continue to push the technology envelope to deliver software that will not only help schools tackle their future challenges, um, but really uh, meet their evolving needs as well. So uh, partners like Radica are here for our customers. Uh, we're passionate about what we do and, and we truly love our customers. Um, I always, you know, say like we're in service to our customers and it's really true. You know, we're in service to our wonderful schools and kind of coming full circle to my upbringing again, you know, the foundations I was taught in my Catholic education and faith with regards to service, um, you know, to others and community is, is a testament to the care that we put into our relationship we have with our schools. Angie, that's great. It's like you closed it out yourself. You don't even need me. This is fantastic. I was just thinking, like, what are the questions you need to ask in these conversations? And you gave us a lot to think about there. So I'm, I'm hoping all of our school leaders are taking those notes on, um, you know, what, what do you ask of your technology companies and your SISs, and um, what do you want them to be able to do? And what you're describing for the time ahead is is so great with security, with uh, academics. That's fantastic about the assessment data. Um, so thanks for really pushing us in our thinking today. Uh, we're grateful to you. We're grateful to Redeker. Um, and thank you listeners for joining us on today's podcast. Have a great day. God bless. 